Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. What's up, friend? Welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. On today's episode, we're joined by Stephen Ezel, who is the founder and CEO of Memberbox and My Green Fills. And he is a thought leader in the conscious capital movement. Our conversation today is really centered around sort of the future of capitalism, the future of the way that we spend our money, the way that we purchase products, as now is such a relevant time to do so. My Green Fills is one of the fastest growing brands in North America, and they sell soap and hand soap and, and detergent that's non-toxic. And we all need soap. We're all washing our hands more than ever. And his grasp of the economics around the way that people spend their money is pretty fascinating. In our conversation today, we talk about what is conscious capitalism, what is conscious consumerism, um, the fact that normal now is is going to change, and the way that people spend their money, the way they vote with their dollar is a really important thing, and how people are becoming more and more savvy consumers. We talk about how business is approaching uh, the coming financial shifts and what we can look out for and how we can think about the way that we spend our money and um, how to be smart with the way that we use our dollars. Uh, we talk about ways to live sustainably and we have he, he has this really cool concept in here about thinking about what you put in you, what you put on you, and what you put around you. If you manage those things as far as like toxic products or exposures to plastics or stuff like that, uh, if you think about that, you'll live a much, much healthier life. And I thought that was a really cool, uh, really cool sort of idea. Um, he gives the example of spinach and why organic spinach is cheaper because uh, the public demanded it. Really cool conversation. Really insightful guy. Um, you know, he's he's fun to listen to. I think you guys are going to really get a lot out of this episode and really enjoy it. If you're interested in checking out the soap. I mean, you're going to buy soap. You might as well buy non-toxic soap. Uh, You can get a 56% off. Uh, The link is in the show notes to go get um, non-toxic, more smartly and more sustainably packaged soap. I mean, you're going to have it anyway. Just go to the show notes wherever you're listening to the podcast and click through there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Ezel. And we're here with Stephen Ezel, who's the CEO of MyGreenFills.com and MemberBox.com and also on the board of various companies that are doing good things in the world. Stephen, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Happy to be here, man. Looking forward to it. So I think I'd like to start by defining a couple of, of terms that I've seen around the things that you do and the companies that you're involved in. Obviously, you're really effective at what you do, which is to bring non-toxic products and to raise awareness and and some of the uh, the, the charity work that, you, that you're doing is just so aligned with, with where I'm at and what I believe in. Uh, it's super cool. Sweet. 
I'd love for you to define what uh, what conscious capital is, the movement of conscious capital. Can you define that for us? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a hot topic these days, as it should be. Um, you know, years ago, I mean, a decade ago or more now, when I pivoted my career um, and my capital and, and what I was investing my time, money, energy into, and I said, I'm, I'm just going to – which was a, a, a catchphrase a decade ago for those Americans was, was called triple net investing. So, you know, so you, you made, you know, yes, of course, profit net money, but then it would be you no know, profit for the environment and profit for people. So you'd have, you know, this idea that you can build social enterprises. So successful businesses on the back of actually helping people doing good stuff for the environment, doing good stuff for people. And, you know, the, the, I was in a very small room of thought leaders at that time that said, hey, let's, you know, yes, we need to make money for our shareholders. Yes, we need to invest in the things that are profitable, that can scale, et cetera. But is it possible to build really big companies, right, with lots of employees and lots of growth by doing good stuff? And it was, you know, a thesis a decade and a half ago for me, like thinking that it was possible because there was very few people doing it at scale. And if they were, it was, hey, being green was like a, a line extension just to say you had a green profile. And still lots of big corporations still have a, a green acquisition to say, hey, here's our sustainability effort. So to me, conscious capitalism is putting capital to work in a conscious way, right? So it's not only about profits, financial profits, but profits that impact human lives, that impact our environment. You know, so that we leave a greater legacy than what we've been given. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so that's what conscious capitalism is, and those are the companies that we build around here. Yeah. Can you walk us through a couple of the companies that you have built and seen success with? Yeah. So, um, you know, most notably, MyGreenfills.com. We are, if not the one of the fastest growing eco chemical manufacturers in the country, if not North America and beyond. So we uh, invested in this company um, in 2012 when, you know, it was called Celestial Soap back then. started a kitchen sink at a laundromat here in town. And I invested in it because um, what started this kind of triple net, you know, again, like, you know, sustainable journey for me was a little over 12 years ago. I have five children now, but when my firstborn son was this three-week-old little shrimp, he broke out in a head-to-toe rash. And as a first-time dad, um, I was in total freakazoid mode. Like, what? Like, my kid is like – and I was in charge of his bath. And look, he was welted up. I called my wife, and she's a NICU nurse. So when I saw her freak out, I'm like, now I'm in total freak-out mode, right? You see, like, the nurse get nervous. Yeah. That's used to handling sick babies. So, we, you know, we went to the pediatrician and dermatologist, and, da -da -da -da, and they want to prescribe all this crazy stuff. And a friend of the family said, hey, what are you using for laundry detergent? I'm like, well, of course, the big bright bottle that grandma always used. Oh, no, 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 don't use that. You got to use something that's, you know, non-toxic, that's, you know, hyperallergenic. Really? So he tried it. And like in two, less than two days, like he was, it was done. It's like, well, if laundry detergent can make my kids sick, what the hell else is out there? So fast forward. So that was, you know, 2008. So fast forward 2012. And I'm a full-blown like eco conspiracy theorists at this point, 
I was thoroughly convinced every company's trying to kill me and my family and blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I realized through this, because again, being an entrepreneur, being a businessman, I've done really big transactions, big deals. I built, you know, almost a little over 50 restaurants in Manhattan in my, in my 20s. I was in the restaurant business. And then I pivoted in 07, 08, while still being in the restaurant business. I started developing real estate in Panama. I was building like ecotourism, like crazy stuff, right? Wow. So fast forward, you know, I lose everything in 08, 09. Um, move to Michigan, start over from, from living in New York City, meet this lady who's selling laundry, you know, non-toxic laundry soap at the farmer's market, wanted to build a business. And it resonated with me, right? Wow. And, I, and I said, I, I said, I could sell it. I believe in it. If I believe in anything, I could sell anything, right? And, and that's where it started. And you know, we pivoted and failed so many different things. And in 2015, literally, we're like, we're done. We're going out of business again for the almost third time. What's next? And I just saw what was happening online. And I said, I have, I got one more good pivot in me before I wave the white flag and go back to work. Um, Cause I was diagnosed as, as an, as a, as a, as a teenager with a genetic condition. Um, it's uh, I'm genetically unemployable. <laughs> and I found, and I found that my, to me, complete failure was like going back to work, right? Like updating my resume. What? And, um, so I said, you know what, I'll, th this online thing can't be too hard, right? All you have to do is build a website and you're a millionaire. Um, I was that naive. And, uh, so I taught myself how to code and I started, I taught myself how to build websites and that was, you know, June will be six years that we started that journey. Um, and yeah, so now mygreenfills.com is really the, the dominant force in the subscription e-commerce space, especially when it comes to household cleaning products. Um, and we've learned a lot through that journey. So that's one of my companies is a, you know, plant-based eco chemical um, on a mission. We do really cool stuff. You know, we, we, we literally buy women out of sex trafficking. They get rehabilitated. They get, they get healed and they get sustainable jobs working for us amongst wow. other things. We fund a whole deaf village in Jamaica. We've saved, I don't even know how many millions of pounds of plastic from ever being produced through our refillable platform right you get an empty piece of packaging once so we've literally pioneered this idea of refill not landfill hmm. um the list goes on and on like of how we outreach and try and do good stuff and then um a couple years ago um i looked at what we've built and the network and my resources the team the infrastructure and i said how do i you know democratize what we've done to help others so that's where kind of memberbox 1.0 came out of that um so memberbox.com as it sits today at the airing of this of this podcast was is the world's first platform in which online influencers whether they're you know health wellness eco influencers where we've really kind of cut our teeth can build their own branded subscription box without lifting a finger because i have so many contacts i've mentored hundreds of and, and on stage talking about conscious capitalism and building sustainable brands online offline so i have this huge network of these brands like my greenfields that i'm trying to peddle really good stuff online or offline so i've leveraged those relationships and i have all these influencers thought leaders that have been promoting our products at my greenfields for for years because like we're in a league of our own in the non-toxic plant-based eco space like we're in a field of our own.
especially online. So, so what if I marry all, the, all these together and help people, help good brands get their products out there in, in a really interesting new way, in, in a way that, you know, because so many companies struggle to get to acquire customers these days, right? It's really challenging. The, the glory days of, you know, put a Facebook out that, you know, put a Facebook ad out there and, you know, a million people see it or over, right? So how do we, you know, brands that are doing good stuff that really help people, how can we help them scale, grow, get their products in the hands of their dream customer? And then people that have a voice, that have a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, they've authored books, and they're like, hey, I have this blueprint, this, this, this plan that I've been teaching you for years. Well, now, how do we get the tools in their tribe's hands to live the life that these guides have been saying are possible for so long? So that was the genesis of memberbox.com. And this summer, we're kind of releasing 2.0, which is going to be really exciting, um, in which we're releasing a fully democratized marketplace that is unequivocally going to change the game of e-commerce forever. Remember I said that today. So wow. we're doing some really cool stuff and it's all in the auspice of you know, helping people and doing good stuff and um, you know, brands that are helping people do good stuff, they deserve to win. Um, and, and yeah, so it's gonna be a really cool thing that we're doing that too. Wow, holy shit, man. That is so, that is so inspiring. You know, I, I, you know, I have oh, so many questions, so many ways to take this. How important is education to the average consumer that doesn't realize that spraying Febreze all over their house is terrible for them? Like how, how important is it for, for your, your companies, the brands that you work with, and even the, the companies that you lead how important is education in the sales process? Well, it's really freaking important. Um, and I think in this, the day and age that we're currently, you know, sitting in, right? So in years from now, when people listen to this podcast or watch this video, you know, this coronavirus pandemic and COVID-19 will be a memory, right? Hopefully. Well, I believe the paradigm um, that has been imparted onto us will stick for a long time. But in this day and age right now where we sit in the, in the, in the midst of this, you know, kind of global crisis, um, I believe there is um, what's coming out of that is a heightened sense of awareness for lots of consumers. Mm. Right. I think that um, a, the consumer mindset of just three months ago is officially over mm. and um, which either is really freaking tragic news for lots of businesses and for, and for business owners. Um, what's happening today is absolutely tragic. And I'll tell you a, a, a quick story. So again, in 08, I was in the restaurant business. I was already pivoting to real estate. I was built, I was doing a lot of crazy stuff all around the world, investing in renewable energy plants and doing some crazy stuff, right? But I still had my roots and my cash flow was rooted in the restaurant business. And so I was highly levered. I had a huge freaking ego um, and had a successful enterprise in New York City, right? Like doing big catering events. And then when, you know, Lehman Brothers, Goldman Sachs, da 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 you know, and all these big corporate food service contracts we had were like dropping like flies. And, you know, had really big transaction working on overseas with real estate investment. 
and those evaporated. And I had a multi-multi-million dollar restaurant operation for a dollar. On, on, on January 1st, 2009, I sold my restaurant group for a dollar. And I walked out the door to sign in the papers, le le like legit, with a dollar freaking bill in my hand. Oh, God. And I looked at it, and, I, and in hindsight, I wish I would have framed it, yeah. right, as a memory, as an altar of my mistakes. But I actually ripped it up and threw it on the sidewalk in the Bronx. I littered <laughs> for the first time in my life. No, I'm just kidding. And, and, uh, and now here I am years later um, in the midst of this crisis and our companies are absolutely exploding, right? Uh -huh. I mean, we are, well, we sell non-toxic cleaning products. We sell non-toxic hand soap, right? Um, I mean, we've, I've just hired 75 people to our business in just the last 50 days. Wow. Right. So, I mean, we're growing extremely fast. But I'll be honest, there's a little PTSD in me, right? Because I'm driving down the street coming to work here because I'm an essential business. And lots of my friends that own restaurants in our town, Traverse City, Michigan, are shut. And I'm looking around, and I tell you, when this first thing really started to hit, it was a little weird for me, man. It was surreal because I'm like, wow, I have so many. If, if I didn't pivot my life and if I didn't change what I did, how I did it, why I did it, my vision and where I was going and who I was serving, et cetera, I would be a, a statistic all over again, like I was in 2008. Um, but here I am now extremely grateful that we have opportunity and, and we're helping people and we're doing really freaking good stuff. And, you know, member box could never be positioned for what we're, I'm investing into right now and what we're building could not be positioned any better than it is right now. It's literally like the perfect storm. So my, you know, and, I, and I have a chance, to, and again, I'm on the board of a few companies, I invest in companies, and and I mentor dozens of entrepreneurs, either personally and, and thousands of entrepreneurs through my, you know, what would I do kind of content-wise. It's like, hey, e either you can stick your head in the sand and just wait to get your ass handed to you, because it's coming. It's, it's, it's coming. And, and if, I don't care which propaganda message you believe to, you, whichever one you subscribe to, whatever f freaking flag fly, you fly, change is on the horizon, it's here. So either you can roll over and play dead and become a statistic, or you can you can regroup, pick up your pants, get to work and say, how can I actually help people? How, how, how can I pivot my business, my life, my ministry, my calling to go help people in this environment? Because a lot of people are gonna say, oh, Things are just going to bounce back. Yeah, they're going to bounce all right. Um, so anyway, so so with that said, man, I'm, 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 although the gravity of this, this current climate, the gravity of the situation doesn't, doesn't uh, fall on deaf ears or a deaf heart here. Um, I am also, I find myself with a renewed sense of excitement for the future because um, out of all of these corrections, there's always a great resurgence or a, a insurgence of really great people that do good stuff that just change the way people do things. Um, so and I think we're, we're at that. We're really we're at the fork in the road right now. Um, and I hope that, you know, um, 
entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners think about the future and don't think past their, you know, payroll protection plan deal, right? Because that's, uh, that's going to evaporate. And then we're going to have to find out what the new normal looks like. So anyway, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. That opens up all kinds of cans of worms for me. Why do you think that that your businesses, that, that my green fills and, and soon member box uh, 2.0 is positioned for such growth beyond the leadership, beyond the, the branding, like from a consumer standpoint, do you really believe that people are just waking up to the fact that the products that they use are terrible for them? How how big a it, 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 let, let me I'm sorry let me qualify this because the people listening right now to this podcast spend money on vitamins they're fit they're conscious consumers they're critical thinkers and they are interested in the highest quality products that are that are that are good for their lifestyle that will keep them safe and healthy what in in your mind what has what has really shifted for the consumer that that a company like yours and the businesses that you work with and for are are exploding in such a way well um i didn't coin this idea this formula um, but i think it's very pertinent to the question um and i've heard it taught from a few thought leaders in the in the kind of digital marketing space. It's the, you know, the, if you've ever heard of the upside formula, so unaware, problem aware, solution aware, your solution aware deal. And it's basically the, the, the conscious journey of a consumer to your company, to your brand, and which starts with unaware. They're completely oblivious. So if someone is eating, you know, a, uh, a fast food breakfast with extra syrup and a double cheeseburger, drive through for lunch and um, a, a whole pizza pie for dinner, there's a really good chance that I'm on this podcast right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because they are completely unaware and oblivious that you or I exist and probably don't freaking give a rip. They right. think we're freaking crazy. Right. Right. But then you have, then you kind of come down the rung to someone who's problem aware. Like the freaking double, double this with extra cheese it's actually really not freaking good for you. Not only is it not good for you, it's freaking bad to eat, process this, and da 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 da. And there's a problem. And then you get down to the next. Hey, but the solution is a clean, plant-based, or this, that, and it is supplementing with things that my body doesn't naturally synthesize, and I need to augment my health by doing da 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 da. da. And then they find out that you exist. And here's your solution to that prop, to your particular solution that they're looking for. And then that transaction, the deal is very simple. And, and the way I, I mentor lots of entrepreneurs is, and again, I've heard this said before is, you know, if you're in the middle of a shipwreck and like you're on a cruise ship and the ship is down and you happen to be one of the ones in the lifeboat, like trying to go find, there's, there's people in shrapnel everywhere. Who do you save first? Well, the answer to the riddle is you save the per the people that are jumping in the boat, yeah. right? The people that are swim the people that are swimming towards you, save them first. The people that are swimming with you, don't 
row over and kill the people that are swimming towards you to go find the one swimming away. But and I and I think what's happening in this 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 global paradigm shift is there are way more people swimming towards a different boat than they were just freaking 60 days ago. Hmm. Because the boats they were jumping in 60 days ago are closed. They're shut down. Life has changed in just 60 days. Less. And that paradigm is not going to go anywhere for a long time. Hmm. Again, let's just think just think about just think about this the human psyche that has changed in just again the last 30 days. If you would have walked into a bank 30 days ago with a mask, they'd call the freaking police. <laughs> I didn't I never thought of that. You're right. right? Yeah. If you walk into a bank right now without a mask, <laughs> you're calling the police. Just just let that for a if you walked into a department store in freaking full on head garb, yeah. they'd be they'd be calling security. Right. Now you you walk into a into a grocery store w- without some makeshift freaking piece of underwear on your face, you're the you're the enemy. Right. Yeah. You're public enemy one. Yeah. If you don't have a pair of tidy whitey strapped to your face. Right. So to think that life is just going to go back to whatever we believe normal was is a freaking joke. Right. right? It's just, it's just not. Um, well, so, and I guess, so to, so to, again, to, to land the plane on your question, I think that the consciousness of consumers, conscious of human beings are shifting and, you know, the, the, and the people that can meet the needs of people now are going to win. And the people that are to be statistics until they figure it out. Yeah. Does does that suggest? Uh, and and I, you know, this is not not my space, but I'm just super curious about it. And like you said, you know, consciousness is shifting, and people are becoming they they have to. We we it will it will never be the same. It will never go back to uh, to what it was just a month ago or two months ago. And we see these mega companies. Uh, exploding um we don't need to name them we all know who they are if you need soap you can either order it online or you can go into a mega store and and hopefully it's there and hopefully it's there and hope yeah hopefully it's there and hopefully it's it's not let's just say it is you know it's 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 me and i'm gonna go buy you know a non-toxic detergent you know, to, to, to your, to your case. Um, I have, I have basically two options. I can, I can either buy it online or I can go to a mega department store. Does that, does that suggest, and and I assume that for so many different industries that is, that is going to be increasingly the case. And I have friends that are, that are retail store owners. I myself owned brick and mortar wellness centers, um, that since I have sold them now they're closed, they can't operate. They're, they're in dire straits right now. Does, does, does that suggest that the sort of mom and pop corner store wellness center, even maybe co-ops that those are going to make way for either a, the, the big bad wolf or B my green fills. 
That's a great question. Um, Thanks. I hear when it comes to the mom and pop store owner, I think a lot of that has to do, and in, in my opinion, with the the geolocation of that mom and pop brick and mortar store. Right? There's always going to I always I believe there's always going to be somewhat of a market demand for that last minute convenience local business owner. There's always going to be for that. I don't, um, I don't foresee that that um, people are going to continue to stay in their the prison cell of their own home for too long before people literally just go batshit crazy. Yeah, we're getting right? there. And just, I mean, we're on we're on the cusp of some just some of of, of Looney Town. Yeah. Um, but um, I I do believe that um, that the need the convenience for online shopping has never been more important than it is now. Um, and so, yeah, my greenfields, I believe is, is, is well positioned for not only growth, but stability, you know, as long as we still have a U.S. dollar and still have some semblance of an economy. Yeah. Um, which is, which is another rabbit trail, um, to go hunt down is, um, I believe brands like, you know, my greenfields are, will, will withstand the test of time in the, in the next few years. Um, because it's safe, it's not toxic and it's shipped to your door. And, you know, brands like that, I think are going to, are going to weather the storm hmm. if they, if they are, have not been heavily leveraged, if they're not in a F ton of debt, if, you know, um, they, they grew their business smartly because a lot of people is another rabbit trail, like, you know, Lots of CEOs celebrate the capital raise, right? It's like, oh, we got our A round and our B round, but never built, don't know how to actually build a sustainable business. Right. Um, they, regardless, I mean, I think what what's about to happen is is um, there will be there's going to be blood on the streets with those types of businesses, right? Um, as as the credit markets and and the and the equity markets get uh, more pinched. And, you know, um, dumb investment, dumb investors are gone there. There's the skies already falling on dumb capital. Hmm. Right. Hmm. It's, so they, you know, unless you have, you know, a rich aunt or a rich whatever. I mean, the 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 day I believe like in 08, 09 and into 10 and into early parts of 11, 12. You know, unsophisticated capital. They, they are completely frightened right now. Right. And then you have the, the, you know, the astute institutional, really smart capital guy. House, and they're just waiting for a, They're waiting for a garage sale. Yeah. Right. right. They're like, Hey, this is, a, this is, a, this is awesome. Right. There's going to be blood on the streets and I get to pick up companies, assets, real estate, pennies on the dollar. And I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm going garage sale shopping. And a company that I could have acquired for ten million, I can acquire for seven hundred fifty grand in a turkey sandwich. Yeah, right. So, you know, so those, so that's going to be t- so for businesses that are not, um, that are not well positioned from a balance sheet cap, you know, P and L perspective, um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm very fortunate. You know, what we built so far here is no debt. Um, been a very little, you know, sm- no debt. Um, you know, some seed investors from very, very, from many years ago 
but you know everything we built here has just been a whole lot of grit um and and we, i've taken the hard slow road to scaling the companies you know a, a couple of years ago i mean i i can't tell you how many i could have raised for my greenfields i could have been one of those like dot-com brands that raised 20 30 50 100 million dollars of private equity a b c d blah 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 blah. who gives a crap about sustainability or profitability let's just go fill let's just go get as many eyeballs talking like at top of the funnel as possible yeah let's just go and talk to as many people as we can um and well if it works out in the end it works but we'll, we'll sell the company to somebody else and that that'll be their problem right um and that was you know a fork in the road i had to make a decision years ago and I tell you right now, in the last month, I am really freaking grateful I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, man. What else you got? Fascinating. You know, I, I, I have, I have the sense that the the people who are swimming toward the boat in your shipwreck metaphor, um, consumers that buy products that you that that you provide for them, people that listen to this podcast. I think they're looking for others, you know? I think the people swimming towards the boat are saying, hey, there's a fucking boat. It's coming right for us. Like, come here. Let's go. Let's, this, this, is, this is the boat we should get in. Yep. And I imagine that in addition to non-toxic products, soaps, detergents, um, those are probably the same people that believe in regenerative farming. Those are probably the same people – that um that are eating in a conscious way and that are traveling in a conscious way and i hope and maybe i'm extrapolating too much maybe i'm maybe i'm taking this too far but i i hope that to your point that the group of people that are swimming toward the boat is expanding and they understand that the way that they live their life, the way that they vote with their dollar, the way that they consume all of this stuff, the cars they buy, I mean to, to every, every little detail that, that in the way that they live their life may actually be – that this global situation that we're going through right now is and can be a catalyst for an increasing number of people that are swimming towards the boat and choosing to live their life in a more conscious way. Is that, is that, am I fishing too much there? No, I, I, I think you're, I think you're spot on, man. Um, you know, I've been pre, you know, again, I look at, you know, our, you know, we have Facebook groups and, um, I, I mean, I, we have dozens of people on our call center, right? So like I, we have lots of customer service representatives, and as often as I can, I jump on calls with our customers. Like I talk to, I want, yeah. that's why I'm, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like I'm, I mean, the, it, if it wasn't for them, vo- you say vote, I, voting with their dollars. I mean, we use here all the time and I do from stage as well, because there's no greater vote. Here we are in, in, a, in a presidential election year in the United States. And the noise that's about to ensue is going to be freaking mind numbing. But it's, it's that micro vote that we make every day that is the one that counts. Here's what I do know is that I look at, you know, um, our customer base and it's amazing the feedback that we're getting via email and text and Facebook and comments on how our customers as, as, a, as a whole, don't get me wrong, we have some pretty freaking 
loony people in our boat right now that are afraid, that are scared. There's no question. But the, the mass, not even super majority, the mass majority of our customers, they have joy, they're happy, they feel confident. Because when you start taking control of your thoughts and you take control of your mode, you take control of your money, and you know that, you know, I'm going to vote for, you know, organic potatoes versus some glyphosate, da 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 ridden spud. I won't even call it a potato. We don't even know what it is. <laughs> call it a spud versus, you know, from a local CSA, if you have the privilege, an organically grown locally potato that somebody loved. That's empowering. Yeah. Right. When you eat that food, you feel. I mean, like that—that's an empowering decision. And if people have made those decisions for years, leading up until this point, they're freaking solid, dude. Like they—they've got their crap in a sack. They know who they are. They know who they are, what they're doing, and that. Yes, th these are uncertain times. There's no question. But for those people that you know, unfortunately lived a life that has just been that, that carpet's been pulled out from under them. They're, they're now they're problem aware. Yeah. <laughs> where, where before they were completely oblivious to the message that, that I, we, you have been preaching for years are now like, Oh, wait a second. You know, they've had more time online than they've had in a long time. Yeah. They've been, they've been home. They're getting educated. Good point. People are looking like, hey, what what should I be getting? Hey, I can't my the normal place that I shop online just told me I can't get stuff for a month. Hmm. Where am I gonna go now? Oh, wait a sec. There's so now I yeah, there is a paradigm shift coming. And I think that um you know, whether it's online or offline, there there is a new consciousness of of consumer that is being ushered in right now. And again, even in the midst of this complete insanity that we're living through, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think it's time. You know, yeah. I think it's time that that people change their buying behaviors. Right. Um, you know, and if times are tough and you got to count your pennies and you're looking at, at people who have, have no choice but to look at, you know, dollars and cents, they're going to be way more conscious in where they put that money to work. Right. Um, and, you know, it's going to be the good companies that are going to win. And you know, that's what MemberVox is all about. Right. It's like, hey, we're, you know, there are other marketplace platforms, you know, some big ones. Where it's 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 an incestuous race to the bottom. Right. Where you have dozens, if not if not hundreds of sellers prostituting a brand to the bottom. And that's why major brands like like Nike and Energizer are like ditching all of these marketplaces because their brands have been completely, you know, are being destroyed and have it on these marketplaces. I'm like, yeah, we're not going to do that. So like you're a brand, you do good stuff. So I want, you know, Dyson competing against Hoover on our platform. I don't want 54 sellers of Hoover and, and 750 sellers of Dyson competing against each other where Dyson and Hoover have no control over what's said about their brand. Right. So that's what we're building at Merbox. I'm, I'm excited about it because I yeah. think 
you know, brand brands, sell real brands, not sellers, brands, especially now with supply chains being disrupted globally and, you know, and, and paradigms being shifted, the need for brands to communicate and build relationships with that end consumer base, which is shrinking by the millisecond, has never been more important, ever. Never been more important. Um, and that's what Memorbox, we're gonna, we're gonna empower people in a way that has never been done before. So oh, cool. um, it's gonna be freaking pretty legit. I think, I think it's, you know, in addition to, in addition to the, the sort of brand value or brand awareness slipping or, or being distrusted, um, um, you know, I, I would assume that the consumer is getting more savvy too and younger and aware that the phthalates in their shampoo are giving them an estrogenic response and making them feel sick. And they're becoming more savvy as, as consumers and they have faster access to the research and information. That said, that said, the Google Panda update, which happened whatever last, you know, early last year, which I've done two episodes, I've done two episodes just specifically on that, on how disruptive that was to natural health, alternative health, natural wellness, alternative products. Um, even now, e- even despite that, I think people are becoming more aware of the things that they consume and, and, and they're looking for uh, platforms where they can have conversations where the brand actually has a personality and has a response and has um, um, a story to tell that's, that's, that, means, that means something, you know? I think you're spot on, dude. I, you know, I, when, when there's, you know, quite often um, from stages that I'm invited to to talk about Conscious capitalism. I, I often bring up this a, a, a story that everyone can relate to, and it's spinach. Because you know, a decade ago, if you wanted five years ago, if you wanted to buy organic spinach, it'd be three, four, five, ten x the cost of of its pesticide-ridden, very distant cousin. But now, organic spinach is pretty much the same price as regular spinach. There's zero. There's no benefit to buying, or you know, regular spinach. There's no financial benefit of buying regular spinach anymore. Well, it's not because a consortium of farmers got together at an event and says, you know what, we just want to become philanthropic with our farming. Right. Right. We we just want to stop putting herbicides, fungicides, insecticides, bias. We're, we're done doing that. We have, we have a collective conscious here. We're going to stop putting toxic chemicals in people's throats. We're only going to do this organically. Everybody in? You see, that didn't happen. Right. right? That, that, that didn't, that's exactly what did not happen. What happened is enough people took out their freaking piece of plastic or their green paper and said, this is the freaking spinach we want. Period. End of story. And enough people says, I'm done. I've read enough information. I've heard enough. I've read enough. I've tasted enough to know that this is what I want to eat. This is what I want to have my kids eat, et cetera, et cetera. And then ag had to say, oh, snap. Hmm. Better figure it out. 
because if we don't figure out how to scale this segment, the, these little guys are going to freaking eat our lunch, pun intended, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, so they, so what happened was major major growers said, hey, how do we either regenerate our farms or buy new farms because these are too freaking effed up to mess with so that we can grow organic spinach at scale? So that's just one micro. So let's get meta. Yeah. So Google Panda censorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. I got I got the memo. Right. No doubt. But if there's something that I know I'm not is a victim. Yeah. So based on that, since I'm not a victim and there is a consciousness of people that want organic spinach versus, you know, some fungicide sprinkled stuff. How do I find those people? Right. And then how do those people how do we empower those people to go tell more people about organic spinach? Because that is what's happening. Right. Because, you know, um, although I am a man of faith and I believe the golden rule that the scripture talks about is very important and one that I live by in business, the golden rule looks like this. The guy with the gold makes the rules. <laughs> and and if if enough consumers say this is where I'm putting my gold, they make the freaking rules. Right. Period. End of, period. End of story. So it's up to thought leaders like you and others to get out there whether it's on a soapbox in a corner or on a podcast on iTunes and say, there's another way and, in, and, and validate, intrigue, entertain and intrigue and inspire enough people to go tell more people and consciousness has, is changing. It will change. It will evolve and people will start voting differently with their dollars. It happens all the time. You know, you know, again, we, we look at what people bought in 1920, 1930, it's nothing like what they bought now in 1930, in 2030 and 2060, people aren't going to buy the same stuff they're buying now. And we're going to have to evolve as in business. We're not, we're going to evolve as a, as a people. And, you know, I do believe that all roads right now are pointing towards more sustainability, more eco, more non-toxic, because that's what this younger generation, right, is thinking about. And this is what they're talking about. So I think, you know, consciousness will change, business will change, and those that don't change, they'll go out of business. Yeah. When you think about the the type of person, because there's there's obviously different levels at which you can participate with a non-toxic life, right? You could live on a regenerative farm powered by solar um, in a in a natural spring, not ever wear shoes, not ever try. I mean, yeah, you get you get the point. Um, or you can live in downtown Seattle and um, have the clothes that you wear and the detergents that you use and the soaps you use and the food that you buy come from sustainable, eco-friendly sources. I'm sort of curious about the the, the sort of mix between like the, the fine line, like what what can people do with their dollar? How can they how can they consume in a conscious way? If you're either if you're not living on a farm barefoot powered by solar on a regenerative farm, but but rather living in either you know a suburb a suburb or a city, like what are some of the things that people can do that actually does make an impact that actually will be an impactful thing that they can do um, in, as far as their consumables that will make a difference? Well, I would I would 
you know, what I'm about to say is, is definitely not self-promoting because, you know, the business guy may be like, oh, well, the first thing you must do is switch your non-toxic laundry detergent. That's not true. That's not the first thing you should do. So if, if this is like you were you were unaware and now you're problem aware, you're just starting your non-toxic journey. You just got enlightened to like, holy crap, I need to like make some major chip pivots to how I not only take care of myself, but my family, my children, my children's children, etc. First rule is change the things that go in you, right? And that's not just food and drink. That's even thoughts. That's ideas. That's messages. Like change the stuff that's going in you right now, right? That's the first thing. And and as your budget and your time can afford, start making the necessary pivots to change what nonsense you would say yes and amen to and what food you put and the drinks and the whatever you put in your mouth is to first treat your body like a temple that it is and don't allow nonsense or garbage in. That's the first thing. Then I would pivot to say, don't what you put on you, right? So um, that's where cleaning products, perfumes, cosmetics, skincare, like the chemical world, right? So the toxic world that we live in, I would start, then 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 I would phase two, work on the things that are on you, mm-hmm. right? And again, that's, you know, because like laundry te- chemicals, now I will be a little self-promoting. Um, do your research. I mean, the laundry chemicals, especially if they're like, they have a color to them, blue goo, green goo. I mean, these things are chemically engineered to leave a film on your fabrics so that they trick your eyes into believing that your, your, your clothes are brighter, you know, trick your nose into believing your clothes are clean through fragrances. And you don't, we have no idea, there's zero, there's zero research, there's zero studies on when you combine the countless pharmacopoeia of chemicals that are in the supermarket, when we wear these things and we rehydrate those chemicals through perspiration and heat and these micro studs are creating our body. And that's how my son got sick when he was an infant. And like, we don't realize, so that's, so that's the second phase is the stuff that's on you, right? So whether that's chemicals perfumes, lotions, etc. what's on you. Then, if you really want to go like all in, is then what's the things that are around you? And that's your carpeting at home, right? Your your bedding, um, the 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 things that you spray around your house, right? The the dishwasher chemicals that you use that you're breathing in that stuff or, you know, and I I'd even put dishwasher chemicals in the category of the stuff that you put in you. Because you literally, these chemicals dry onto, are designed to leave a squeaky clean on your glasses and on your coffee cup. Nice, acidic, hot cup. Rehydrate those chemicals and down the gullet they go. So we're like drinking laundry chemicals, uh, dishwasher chemicals. It's bizarre. And it's legal. So change the things that are in, go in you, change the things that are on you, change the things that are around you. And if you start, and if you start looking at your entire being, through that lens, you're empowered. That's empowerment, right? That is, this is a good message that you can actually freaking take control of your psyche. You can take control of your emotions. You can take control of your health. You can be the CEO of your home and you don't have to wait for somebody to do it for you. 
right? Wow. Um, so it's, that, re- it's really good news, dude. That is a that is a, that's a TED talk. Have you have you have you lectured on that concept before? I probably should. I've been invited a couple times, but schedules have never. I, I got to do. Dude, you've got that that concept. That's a that is a that is a fucking viral TED talk that you just laid out right there. I mean that's oh, cool. that is so. You know anybody? <laughs> I do. Yeah, actually. Uh, uh, or or you'll have to make your own platform because all the platforms are being fucked with, and you need to do it on your own, and you know, like start your own media uh, empire. Maybe maybe later. Uh, Check. <laughs> put that on, put that on the backlog. <laughs> that 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 is that is that is astoundingly clear. And so easy to remember. I really love that, man. I'm so glad I asked that question because you were able to give us a, 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 a conceptual way of thinking about the, the the things that we're exposed to. And and I'll speak to I'll speak to just one thing really quick because um, I've been on the non toxic, you know, I've been on the non toxic journey for a while, and I didn't realize how bad it was messing with me until I stopped. I didn't realize that my eyes were kind of always itchy and that my skin kind of was always broken out because of the detergents that I use. And now, now if I walk into a home with someone that's using like traditional grandma's laundry detergent, that's bright blue. I walk into the, I walk into their house and I just go, Oh, like my central nervous system smells it. I can, I feel myself breathing it. I know it's in the air and it freaks me the fuck out. Even when I'm walking down, I'm walking through the park and I walk by someone that uses like old perfume and yeah. old school detergent. Col- like I, I can smell their clothes when they walk by and I, or after, after shaves and I, yeah, yeah. I mean like it's, it, and, and once you, once you know, once you've gotten into sort of a groove where you're not using those sorts of products and you're you're not constantly bombarding your senses with these films and plastics and stuff that are not only bad for your hormones but you know you know probably bad for your future children's hormones and 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 terrible for the environment and unsustainable and bad for the water table all these things it once you once you make this transition to these products and I'm preaching to the choir to to a large extent but once you make this transition to these to these higher quality products that are uh, that don't have all the smells, it's, it, you'll notice it everywhere. And it's, and it's, it's so freaky. Um, well, let, so let me speak to that. So, yeah. um, a couple things you said that, you know, we talk about fragrance, right? So you talk about like walking, walking into, walking into somebody's house or you're at the park. An interesting study was done by the, the world's largest chemical manufacturing company, ones that have made grandma's cleaning detergents for a long time. That you know, back in the back in the seven, late seventies and eighties, they you know all these focus groups. What do people want in laundry? And they found that people want whiter. And after surveys and focus groups, people want whiter whites and brighter brights. So we think about all the marketing of the 80s and the 90s, early 2000s, like, you know, the t-shirt flapping in the wind. And it's like, you know, this brand versus this brand, whiter versus this one. Look how much. And that, because that's what consumers want, right? Like I said, I was thoroughly convinced, like, these companies are trying to kill us. No, they're not. I'm here to tell you, right? All these big, bad companies, they're not trying to kill you. They're trying to sell you. They're not trying to kill you. And if they are, they will have their judgment seat before the Lord one day. They'll reckon for themselves. But for, take that out. If, if there's not a bad conscience there and they, they just want to sell you, 
So I said, what do people, they want whiter whites and brighter brights. And that was the marketing message and laundry category for decades. Until about a dozen years ago, I said, is that, are those studies still true? So the same company, they hired a bunch of, you know, human psychologists and they, they hired psychologists and demographers, all these really, you know, PhD level, people, not just some focus group, you know, marketing companies, but this, get it deep into the psyche. Is that what people really want? They just couldn't articulate on a fragrance. People didn't know how to articulate. They, they just wanted the smell of clean, right? They wanted the smell. And now we see the marketing message. The scent beads and this and that and people, right? Oh, because yeah. now it's like, oh, I'm going to provide that sensory experience. And I had it, and I did this. I did this for myself. And I, ha- I, I, I said, this can't be true. So early days of my green fills, we used only essential oils in our products exclusively. But here's the problem with essential oils in laundry: when you add it to that much water and you put it to a dryer, but it doesn't matter. You could put a whole bottle of orange or orange essential oil in a washing machine, by the time it comes out of the dryer, you don't smell anything, right? Because they're vo- they're volatile organic compounds. They can't stick in laundry. And we tried to break, crack the code of laundry, crack the chemistry code, impo- couldn't figure it out. Because anybody in this podcast that knows how to do it, please call me. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out, right? So I said, but we said, if we didn't find a way to put safe fragrance and give people that sensory experience, I was going out of business. And I was being pleaded with by our customers and by my, my partners saying, hey, we need to add some, type, albeit a plant-based fragrance oil, we need to add some type of sensory experience. I said, well, before I do that, I want to prove it to myself. So I took, I, I, I jumped in my truck, I ran over to Bed Bath & Beyond, and I grabbed two beautiful Egyptian cotton white hand towels, beautiful, brand new white, ripped the tags off them, went out to my truck. Took one of them, wiped it on the side of the car. So it was dirty. Like there was noticeable black freaking stains. And I went down to supermarket and I grabbed the leading detergent and the leading fabric softener brand. And I threw them in a spray bottle and I just went and I misted the dirty rag with fabric softener and detergent. And the other one, brand new, nothing, brand new gleaming white. And I went down the road to, to the, in Traverse City here to the, to the, uh, to the mall. Have my little migrate. Hey, focus group time. Like, hey, da da da. Here, get a coupon, whatever. Like, we're 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 testing between two formulas, A or B. And I did this back and forth. Which one was, you know, so there was no cognitive bias. And nine nine out of ten people grip grab and and they touched, they looked, and they smelled. So nine out of ten people put the towels to their face to test if clean was in the smell. Nine out of ten. Seven out of 10 people chose the dirty rag. And I was like, oh. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So then I went to the co-op. I went to my local co-op, Oriana, great, great co-op. We shop there all the time. Great, you know, organic foods, great store. Another store here in town, um, Edson Farms, another local store, local health store. And I'm like, these are my people, right? These are the people swimming towards me. They, they drive Subarus, they eat granola, they wear patchouli, like these are my freaking, like these are my people, right? Let me see if this holds true there. And you know what? Five out of 10 of my people chose a dirty rag. And then I was convinced that we are brainwashed. We are completely brainwashed through our nose and thinking that certain things have efficacy based on fragrance. And that's the number one people need to stop that because they're, the, the, through your nose is the easiest way to get into the blood-brain barrier. Sure. And you should not be breathing in this toxic stuff. 
Um, and that's just one micro. This is micro. Like, this is just little parables that yeah. are freaking real. Right. Um, and but but the world's changing. Which yeah. Is good news. Clean, clean. There, there's no such thing as something smelling clean. If it's clean, it doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> Fascinating. Well, I want to be I want to be cognizant of your time. This, this has been such a great conversation. I really I really appreciate you making the time and jumping on here with me. Uh, I like to end each. Well, first of all, before before I ask the last question, which is a fill in the blank question, uh, purposefully uh, to keep catch people off guard, uh, would you please uh, give us um, all the links um, where people can 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 find the products, where they can follow along and and be and learn more. Well, I'll throw you off guard. Um, <laughs> is don't follow me, follow your heart. Hmm. So if don't don't worry about following me and what I'm doing, you'll find me, right? My my biggest encourage people right now in in these very crazy times we're living is follow peace and follow your heart. If you if peace and your heart lead you to a path that's safer, that's non toxic, that leads us to build a, a business relationship together consumer that's freaking awesome right and i'm i'm hope i could serve you for years to come but but don't follow me follow peace follow your heart um because we're entering a day and age when that will be your greatest survival mechanism all right now hit me with your question damn <laughs> you just deflated my uh, my big last fill in the blank question well, that uh, was my way of buying some time yeah. to think about what you had. Yeah, you've disarmed, you've disarmed me. Well done. <laughs> uh, so this is based on – it can be regarding anything that you know, any lessons that you've learned, um, and, and elaborate as much or as little as you'd like. Uh, if you would please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing – That's a good one. Everyone would benefit from knowing that deep within you, there is a voice of reason that was put there not by accident, not by happenstance, not by some bizarre form of evolution, but there is a voice of reason that lives deep inside the souls of every man and woman. And it would benefit you to know that you have the ability to hear that voice and that voice will lead you to all truth. There you go. That's what I got. Powerful, powerful, powerful Stephen Ezell. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. You got it, man. It's awesome. Do it again sometime. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to show some gratitude for you listening to this podcast. I appreciate that you listen to each and every one of these episodes and it's fun to connect with some of you on Instagram. If you want to hit me up there, it's real Sean McCormick and it's, uh, there's a new closeness I think in the world. And I think that the people who are on the same wavelength should connect with each other and not just liking memes, but also connecting and talking and so if you want to talk, if you want to connect, um, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, sean at seanmccormick.com. You can check it out. Uh, you can check out the stop method, stopmethod.com. If you feel a little unorganized or a little uh, distracted and you want to get rid of a negative emotion through neuro-linguistic programming, go to stopmethod.com. Super useful tool. 
I'll also be rolling out some other tools that I think you'll really like. Um, it's called Your Next Big Step, and it's five really great coaching tools that will help you create some direction in your life if you need to. This episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast is also brought to you by Natural Stacks. I love their stuff. I've been taking krill oil lately. I've been having some headaches. I think they're from stress, and I sort of got away from taking krill oil. And now that I'm taking it again, I feel a little bit more relaxed, and um, I, my headaches have kind of gone away. That and the CBD that I that I love to take too. Um, but thank you to Natural Stacks. And as always, if you want to go check out some products, if you need some vitamin C or vitamin D because you're stuck inside, go to naturalstacks.com and use the code OPP for 15% off. Everybody needs vitamin D. Everybody. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'll see you on the internet.